Hey everybody, this is Tom just giving this week's shout out to another wonderful podcast on our D20 radio network of shows. This particular show is one that I'm very fond of. It is the Story Told podcast. Now they do a whole bunch of industry interviews and also quite a lot of really in-depth reviews and deep dives into role-playing game books, mostly sticking to Onyx Path, which is wonderful because Onyx Path produces many wonderful, wonderful role-playing games. They also have an amazing actual play, and if you're listening to us, then you probably like actual play podcasts, so you should go over and check out their Fall of Jihara Exalted 3rd Edition actual play. It's really great. So, go check them out. Also, check out any other podcasts that might strike your fancy on the D20 Radio Network. Thank you so much, and now on with the show. You're listening to Shared Sagas, an Australian RPG actual play podcast. This podcast features adult language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Greetings and welcome to Shared Sagas. This is going to be session 14 of our Waterdeep Dragon Heist playthrough. My name is Tom. I will be your friendly GM slash DM as per usual. Let's go around the table and meet our awesome players and their awesome characters, starting with you. Hi, my name is Nadia. I play Jez Locke, who is a half-elf rogue. She is the funnier and altogether more attractive <laughs> twin of the Locke twins. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ben. I'm playing Lyle Hedgehart, a halfling trickster cleric of Timora. I have no twins, so I am definitely the most handsome of my type. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. A low bar. <laughs> oh! that, was a, that was a halfling racist. Right there. <laughs> Calling you out. I'm Nick, also playing Nick. Nick Locke, um, one half of the Locke twins, the face of the operation, and what a face it is. God's help you all. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sam. I play Izzy, a rock gnome wizard, uh, and they are very uncomfortable in this robe. <laughs> it's itchy. <laughs> but so silky. But so silky. Uh, my name's Mark. I play Hurst Thundercaller, a uh, half-orc druid. Uh, Hurst is not shallow, so he doesn't really care whether or not he's the most attractive. <laughs> What an odd thing for him to say. Yeah. But we not Jazz. We've lost Jazz. Okay. She's gone. When last we left these still water irregulars, they had just descended into the red hot bowels of a red nightmare. No, into the bowels of the temple of Asmodeus, Lord Satan himself underneath the Casalanta Villa while they were hosting a grand ball to mark the last day of spring, first day of summer. Apparently a dark and nefarious ritual is taking place. You can already hear the ominous chanting wafting through the stone corridors that surround you. As you recall, it is mostly carrying the aesthetic of dark grey marble with black veins through it. You have just destroyed two bearded devils who are lying in wait invisible at the base of the stairs. First line of defense uh, for the temple's interior, it would seem, apart from the very well-made trap on the front door. So now, I assume the first thing that you do is wait 
tense and ready, ears pricked up to see if the sounds of your skirmish have in fact alerted anyone to your presence, apart from the invisible devils. So... Because there's roving bands of guards, aren't there? Yes. We'd heard those before. You had just followed, uh, effectively, uh, a a group of guards that were wandering around. Mm -hmm. I'm not entirely sure whether they were going, oh, we, oh, we, oh, but they could have been. So... Well, first of all, everyone can and will uh, give me a, a perception check. Anything else you'd like to do as well, you can. But that would I would be... like to, while doing that, uh, observe the patterns of the guards and see if we can work out a safe route to bypass their wandering around. All you had seen was that they had gone downstairs uh, and now you believe, listening to their clankety boot footfalls uh, as you first came down, that they've gone down one of the corridors that had exited from this room. So just to describe the room that you're in right now again. So at the base of the stairs, the stairs are circular and come out sort of in the middle of this long rectangular room. At the north end, there is an enormous oil painting of Asmodeus with a couple of little red candles lit underneath it, illuminating his... What does he look like? He's like the giant smurf. He looks like a... <laughs> yes. No, he, he is a, uh, a tall, handsome man who looks like the archetypical image of Satan. He has little horns on his head. He's got a moustache and goatee. He has deep red skin, uh, handsome features. So, so tiefling-ish. Tiefling, yes, tiefling-ish. Although his horns are more the little tiny ones yeah. that uh, those are the upswept head, as opposed to yeah. the big. Yeah. So behind you, because the the stairs come out effectively kind of in the center of the room, if that makes sense. Like it's mm-hmm. a circular yep. um, staircase. So behind, I guess, which would be east. You can see a big set of stone doors, and it very, very clearly states that this is the Casalanta family crypt. So that's the crypt door. That looks very dusted and very ill-used. You don't think they go in there terribly often, but it is there. So that was, like, already here. Exactly right. So they they didn't have to carve out an entire, like, we have to smuggle all these stones out of the house. Yes, exactly so. not too hard for given the amount of property, plus also the wealth on display. Plus all just magic. Yeah, I was just going to say, that's right, they're wizards. also, just as a, as a slight reminder, this was not always a temple of Asmodeus. It was it a was converted. Mm. It was the family temple and family crypt to the demigod that their ancestors and the family worshipped. The nobility demigod. Was Exa- exactly so. The god of benevolent, noble a rule. Seamorph? Uh, Seamorph. One percentia. Yeah, one exactly. Now, my gamma sense is tingling because yes. they want us to go into the temple of Asmodeus. Which means if we go into the family crypt, there'll be a chest there. Yeah. With a secret item. That yeah, would be beneficial yeah. for us. Will yeah, you yeah. stop looking at my notes? <laughs> oh my god, this box has got a whole no, skeleton in it. Tom, no- <laughs> Tom, your notes are just drawings of yourself lifting cars. That's, well, fair. <laughs> no, yes, no, no. What, what you do, right, is whenever, whenever you start a new stage or anything like that, you immediately turn around and look right behind you. There's always, yeah. almost always something there. Exactly. <laughs> on Sonic, on the Master System, the second Chaos Emerald was found by going left at the boss's screen. <laughs> like, you'd start <laughs> and just go left instead of right on a 2D platformer and it was like here's the Chaos Emerald all you had to do was go left wow okay so uh, oh that's bullshit (laughs) so in front of you because as you come down you are facing west and west there are two 10 foot corridors which are in fact 20 feet apart okay and the sound the distant sound of clanking footsteps that you heard before you were attacked were going down the right corridor. They both seem to be going in the same direction, and the ominous chanting that you're hearing seems to actually be emanating from both corridors equally. So you'd be very surprised if both corridors didn't effectively lead to the same room. Probably the core temple itself, if it matches the general geography of many temples of its type. South, you can see that there is an abrupt 
turn that goes then also west, but that's a much bigger corridor and much more well lit as well. So that is what you see. Effectively, you have four exits from this place. Mm-hmm. What do you do? I critically fail my I critically fail my ability to see when the guards are running around. So. Actually, yes. Sorry. Can I first of all get the results of everyone's active perception check? Jay's got sixteen. Eight. Eight. Nine. <laughs> Yes. I'm rolling inspiration because uh, Hurst's perception is plus seven, but he rolled a three and got a ten, and everyone else seems to be flubbing this, so we need... Wow. Wow. <laughs> do, we inspira- do we have inspiration? Well, there we go. technically you, you don't, because no one's earned this inspiration yet, because we've literally just started. Quick, let's have some good bants and make Tom happy. We've had some good bants already. <laughs> just sit there having your... Yes. I find your appearance unkempt. Oh my god. You scam. Everyone take inspiration. Yay! 26. <laughs> I rolled a 19. Alright, that's good. So, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, so you can hear that thankfully there is no uh, pitter patter of little footsteps approaching. You also hear that there are some, you know, shuffling footsteps and whatnot that going from what sounds like a large, unsurprisingly, a large vaulted room. Just that the acoustics and the echo sounds like it's coming from a larger room. But all three of these. The three main sort of uh, ways that you were talking about mm-hmm. seem to essentially end up around or uh, at the same place. No. Two of them. The two corridors that are immediately in the middle of this room. Yes. They go to the same place. And then there's the one to the, the, one the south, south, which then goes west. Goes in the same direction, but you don't think leads to that main room, just from what you can hear. It but more it's more like the nave and the narthex, yeah. the more traditional. But it's but it's mm. a big, wide open, well lit. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I wouldn't say well lit. There's still a bit of creepy ambiance in the whole temple, um, but the, the southernmost larger corridor uh, definitely is much more brightly lit so that's what you see what do you do Uh, Hurst is like uh, um, maybe we go down the corridor uh, that leads to this way that doesn't have the sound of a patrol of soldiers I have to agree I don't like the look of that big corridor and if we can not go down that way just yet uh, if we can help it that'd be nice Hopefully if the patrols come back away from wherever it is the chanting is, we won't have to deal with the whole mess of them either. Also, it'll make it easier for my spiders to hide again, because he's, um, if you've forgotten from last episode, he's got two, uh, well, they're not technically spiders, they're fae spirits that have assumed the form of a spider. Very good. But he's two giant spiders. Yeah, I have not forgotten, thank you. Also, also we're still under the um, protection of Pass Without Trace. So we get plus 10 to stealth. Correct. Also, we cannot be tracked except by magical means. Which corridor are you saying? The south one, I believe. The west. West, sorry. No. Uh, West west two. More specifically, which corridor? Are we taking the one with the patrol that's going away? Or are we going down the one where the patrol isn't in? We're going down the one where the patrol isn't in. The most most southern one. Why not go down the one with the patrol that's moving away from us? Because they might come back. They're a patrol. Yes, and if they're ambi-turners. We can't can't assume that they're going to be doing a circle around a room. Uh, We have to uh, worry about the possibility of them coming back and running into us. One option I'll offer to anyone who has a stealth check. I don't know if any of you have anything like that. Mm. But if anyone, if anybody wants to maybe just sneak and just peer down the corridors. So because from this uh, particular angle, you right. can't see uh, down the end of any... You still have advantage on you, I believe. 31. Tamora's blessing, then. Thank you, Ben. So who's going? Everyone? You, as a group, you're all sneaking yeah, up? Yeah, still as a group. Okay. 34. Damn it. <laughs> all right. 33. <laughs> Doesn't matter what you are. Here's old Hurst brick feet with his 31. <laughs> Good old stomp, stomp, stomp. Hurst brick feet. Good old. Thought I was doing pretty well. Hurst okay. brick feet thundercaller. Okay, in, in, in which case? The name makes sense now. <laughs> 
Good lord. In which case, then, I will give you the fact that you can peek down each corridor and you can see that the top two, the two main ones that are branching off mainly from the room, they both end at double doors. So they're both end at double wooden doors. You can see a glowing red light peeking from underneath the door frame from both of them. This red light flickers. And so you are now 100% certain it likely leads to the same room. You can also hear what sounds like a large group of people, you know, kind of doing, moving around in armor and shuffling Mm. and stuff like that. If you go down to the south corridor, you can see that particular corridor goes down once again for about 50 feet and then opens up into what appears to be cultists' quarters. So you can see that even right from here, because the whole thing, including the end room, which has no door leading to it, the, the corridor just opens up into a larger room. You can see that first of all, there's a beautiful lavish red felt carpet on the ground, gilded with some gold trimming. You can see that there are six wooden cots, like bunk beds on the north side of the room and also on the south side of the room. So quite a few overall. You can see that the west wall is carved with four bas reliefs of pit fiends, just great big stone pit fiends there, bas reliefs into the stone of the wall itself. And you can actually see some clothing. Like this is clearly where they sleep, get changed, all that kind of thing. You can see some, you know, discarded robes, clothing, a couple mm-hmm. of cultist robes and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, the cultist robes, by the way, typically are red robes, but with like a, a golden mask and sometimes golden gloves. And then the different hierarchies of priests have additional trappings they might add. So that's convenient. Uh, but I'm also going to put out that our armor also allows us to change clothes. Oh yeah, you can. Your your armor. But now you can see the cultist robes. Yes. Your armor. Can you replicate yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely you can. Oh, so I don't have to worry about their <laughs> robes built for humans not fitting. Like, yeah. <laughs> putting on the cultist robes, the sleeves just ripping off. <laughs> so if you like, you can go down, because there's no one down there, or it appears to be nobody down there, you have already encountered appears two. Appears to be Tom. Well, you've already encountered two invisible bearded devils, so let's not rule anything out. But yeah. from appearances, it, is not, it does not seem as though that room is, is occupied. If you'd like to go and search it and have a look around, you certainly can. Otherwise, you can investigate the crypt. Not to put too fine a point on it, but I have this snazzy magical, magical crossbow. I can fire unlimited bolts and silently too. I just pepper the entire area. If anything's invisible, we'll know about it pretty soon. Um, what are the odds that those pit fiends do something? I'm not suggesting that they're actual pit fiends uh, pretending oh, to be yes. statues, but I just, you know... If well, you have four pit things down here, you have greater problems than you can possibly imagine. Yeah. I'm just... Well, no, I'm worried about that. Like, don't... Traps or... Like, isn't... Don't gargoyles always uh, alarm systems or something? What do you city folks do? That would be something for easy to answer, I imagine. Sorry, I'm talking about grotesques. Mm. Like gargoyles. Yeah. No, no, no. Gargoyles have uh, water coming out of their mouths. Ah, yeah. <laughs> A very important distinction at this crucial juncture. So. I did some reading on cities before I came. But, uh, <laughs> I wanted to be ready. I wanted to be able to well actually people about city stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, the book wasn't actually that useful, so I've I, I spent all that time reading it. I might as well get something out of it. Yeah. Really? We're in like a temple of Asmodeus, and you're gonna well actually at the moment. This is a, this is a time and a place. I thought you of all people would enjoy learning new things. I'm gonna start lean down so down. I can punch you in the face. <laughs> I start walking down the corridor. Nick, Nick first lies on the floor. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nick, Nick Locke starts to walk down the corridor. So, you, so the two of you wander down into the main cultist. We'll, we'll, we'll call this the, the cultist bunk area yeah, or, or yeah. living quarters, I guess. Are you going to search the place? You, n- nothing attacks you right off the bat. Think, yeah. Right off the bat. Going cool. carefully and searching bit by bit, checking for traps, searching for secret compartments. You know, assuming that every tile is going to bring those statues to life. Standard, standard dungeon fare. I imagine, like, Lyle's head is just, like, swiveling 360 degrees and, like, perception <laughs> checks 
<laughs> okay, yes. well, in that case then, uh, cans one of you give me a either a perception or investigation check with advantage because the other one's helping. What's your investigation? I think yours is pretty good. For uh, my investigation is plus four. My perception is plus eight. Uh, yeah. Five for investigation. Go for it. Ooh. I'll allow one of each. Uh, 12. 19 for investigation. Okay, fantastic. So you realize that one of the pit fiend bas reliefs is actually the entrance to a secret door. There are no other valuables or things of note in this room, uh, by the way, apart from, I guess, a couple of golden masks that are here, the temple the temple cultist masks. But apart from that, there is a secret door. Should we suit up in this stuff? Are we going to get what? dressed up for the occasion, just in case someone does run into us? Let's do that now. I will tweak my hat of disguise, the and you'll have to hope there's at least a couple of uh, shorter cultists in here. Exactly the one thing you're thinking. the one thing your glamour weave on your armor can't mm-hmm. uh, hide is your is the height of <laughs> Izzy just, and Lyle. Just, so opening the secret door, pushing on the the, the pit themed bass relief. I would have checked for traps to be fair. Though. That's what we were wrong. I am. In, I'm including. Oh, you're including that. that. Okay, yes. cool. So because it's investigation, you're really fair. getting at the once over. First of all, yes, secret door. Also, yes, no traps. Sliding open, you can see this leads to a secret vestry. It's hidden behind the secret doors there. And the first thing that you can see is that against the south wall, so first of all, it's about only about 15 feet by 10 feet. It's a small little secret secret room. There is uh, two large black wooden wardrobes with nine pointed stars carved onto them in gold. You can also see that there's a pair of tall slender mirrors which are mounted on the west wall and their stone frames are carved with serpents. Additionally, stacked in the middle of the room are six casks of wine, and you assume this is used for cult mm. celebrations and whatnot. Uh, but much more interestingly to you, there is a red glow coming from the northern part of this secret room, and it appears to be a eye hole. Mm. Uh... Can I somehow, essentially, because I've still got my spiders with me, can we get some spider venom into that wine? I mean... Sure. If, if you want to milk your spiders of venom and... This place, to my thinking, is for the castle lanterns, not necessarily for Grandmother Death and um, our Black Guard. I mean, it could be, but at the same I time... I know. Are we out and out murdering the castle lanterns now? Because I don't think that was part of the plan. What else do we need the castle lanterns for after all this is done? To be parents? Oof. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. I don't think they're very good parents, sorry. To no, be fair. to be fair. Even the children, you weren't there for this, but even the children know that they're evil. We have the children admitted it and we're quite scared of them. At the moment, we are in a situation where we are trying to not only steal a priceless artifact that is one of every criminal cabal within Waterdeep, but we are also trying to kill the foremost assassin and a blackguard of Asmodeus in their home ground. I'm going to suggest that we've probably already bitten off more than we can shoot. Ah, easy peasy. I mean, the blackguard. Easy, did. yes. Peasy, not so much. <laughs> I think we can. Oh. Probably, hopefully, lean on Grandmother Death's self-preservation instincts and sort of, I reckon she's not happy about having to work for the Casalantas. She strikes me as the type of person that wants to do her own thing. I also don't think she's going to particularly leap into our camp, given our relationship with her. Oh, no, absolutely not. But I'm just sort of hoping that she can just uh, not get involved at all. Well, look. I can't imagine she'd have a great deal of affection for the Black Guard. I mean, it's hard to imagine why anyone would like him. If wishes were griffins, we'd all ride across the sky. I wouldn't ride it, Griffin. They're noble creatures. Yes. 
I cast a bit of a side hand, side glance at Jez and then say nothing more. Feeling a bit awkward there, but uh, that's fine. That's great. You've got everyone, your own ethical decisions. First of all, everyone can get inspiration back if you haven't have it or if you don't have it already. Uh, secondly, my question to the group is: any, Is anybody going to be making use of said eye hole? I want to check out the mirrors first okay. to see if there's any significance there. But uh, then, yes. No, they are just vanity. They are just pure. I'm going to dress up in my mm. cultist robes and make sure that my mom is good. Set. And have a moment. Yeah, <laughs> just set just so. Okay. Use my cult game on point. You investigate them thoroughly, and there's nothing secretive about them. Okay. They are just purely. But they're nice mirrors, though. If you can get them out here, you can sell them for quite a bit. <laughs> Stash them under your robes. They won't look weird. I love that idea of you looting this dungeon and like carrying these gigantic ten foot mirrors out. Uh, All we have to do is take them back to a vendor. Well, that's true. So to be clear, the eye hole seems to have a secretive little stone bit that you can use to seal up and hide it. Mm. So it would seem that this eye hole is in fact not for every member of the cult. Mm. There could be perhaps some higher ranking cult members that are aware of its existence, and maybe even the cult likes to occasionally spy on themselves. They didn't close it up afterwards. They did not, in fact. I'll go have a look. You peer through? Yep. Okay. So this is the jackpot. This is, in fact, the main ceremonial hall. A grand room, a grand hall. It is about 65 feet tall at its domed sort of cathedral-like ceiling. It is at least, I mean, a good 100 feet long. There are six stone pillars that you know, align and support and prop up this enormous hall. At the far western end is that is essentially the main statue, which is about 40 feet tall of a smiling devil man, Asmodeus himself. In front of him is an enormous golden bowl that has red fire burning within it. This is what passes for an altar, basically. Some sort of a sacrificial bowl. That is what is causing all the light in the room, is all coming from the fire of this particular bowl. And standing around, you can see uh, uh, no less than 10 armed cultists mm. in their glorious golden armor. And you can also see Grandmother Death. And she is wearing the robes of a high priestess of Asmodeus. Mm-hmm. Her mask is resplendent and it only covers the top half of her face. So you can very clearly see that it's her. Red robes with a golden, uh, a golden mm. stole that is over the red robes. And once again, her robes are just extra voluminous. They trail behind her like a bride's. And next to her, standing in front of this main statue and so forth, uh, you can see Mamoros himself. Now, no longer hiding his true allegiance, he has bedecked in golden, shining, demon-looking armor. He effectively looks like a gigantic pit fiend. It's uh, all suited up to basically look like a bit of a Diablo-style, you know, curved horned yeah. uh, devil thing and his flowing cape is of course red he essentially sits there holding forward a wine bottle and also in his left hand has a, a bowl and uh, they are all chanting and, and doing some sort of rites you can see that up above by the way that there's a balcony there's a balcony about 40 feet up Interesting. Uh, you think because of the outline of the room, although you can't see it through this peephole, you'd be very surprised if it wasn't mimicked above you as well on both sides. But if you recall, on the upper level when you first came in, there was a corridor on the northern side that led to something. You think that corridor leads to this balcony. Mm. But the ba- there's no one on the balcony. I just mentioned it because it's the other geographical feature. You also see, by the way, behind the statue on the far, far west, that there appears to be a sort of essentially the, the wall itself has been smashed in. And you can actually see that there's a little flowing river, an underground river that is flowing past it. The reason you can see it is because it, the river and the tunnel that the river has flown through slash created is uh, bedecked with glowing phosphorescent underdark style algae. 
which is the only other light source in the entire room. What do you do? So I, I, it's quite clear, I'm thinking from what we can see through that, that, you know, how we might actually enter into it. Oh, very much so, because yeah. on, the, on the, sorry, just in case it bears noting, on the far, on the eastern wall, yeah. you can see the, the two doors that you saw the other side of coming from the same, those yeah. two corridors, they both lead to here. So we know how to get in now. Very much so. In fact, there's three ways you can get in. Either of those doors or also the balcony up there as well. All right. So what's next? I, I assume you describe and relay this. Or Absolutely. Or, or let anyone that wants to have a yeah, peek. So just even themselves. Look. Now that you know it's safe. Mm. Uh, what are the chances that every cultist in there is going to cause us a problem? Like, should we try and get them out of there and just see if we can get uh, the black guard alone or do we just go charging in and hope for the best well, I'll probably stay up here secluded and shoot at them through the eye hole I think we need something that that's a bit it's too small like yeah. you, you couldn't aim it, it could only be a very specific I mean if you got someone over in front of it if someone happens to be in front of it at a very specific angle you might be able to but the that's whole that's my plan then <laughs> Yeah. You walk over and you just shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> Throw a pebble Straight to attract the a guy. guy. There's the closets here to hide the bodies in, right? Sorry. I mean, after the first guy dies, the second guy's going to come over and want to see why there's a body there. <laughs> just, hey, what's you laugh, but this is how I play Assassin's <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, me. Anyway, what do, you, what do you actually do? We stash an endless pile of corpses inside a bale of hay. <laughs> no. Fine. Damn it. All right. The balcony represents our best chance of being able to get to this place unseen. From there, we have at least a better vantage point with which to either attack them if it comes to that, or to plan out our next move. Our purpose here is really only twofold. It is to kill the black guard with a dagger and to steal the stone of galore. Those are our two purposes. Anything else is far too risky given the amount of people that's here. Ah, uh, no, but I wouldn't be distraught if we ended up disrupting this ritual. I'm just I saying, whatever they're doing is not... It's just getting started. Hasn't even got interesting yet. Yeah. Right. Well, thanks, Tom. That's reassuring. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's get to the balcony and see what we can find. You can backtrack and... I mean, unless you're... You're, you run into more invisible devils you'll likely be able to get back up to the second floor without any severe problem do we run into more invisible devils Tom? no no but uh. one thing I will say though is as you are making your way back up when you get back to the top floor of this place hmm? actually after you've gone past the stairs and the floor you can hear the sound of more people approaching from the outside from the main cellar the secret room we... so you can lie and wait to ambush them or you, or you can just fuck off and go around to where you know the balcony is or you can fuck off into the corridor but then wait and try to spy on whoever comes down did we I assume probably we closed the like we sealed up behind us so it didn't look like someone yeah. left the secret door just open yes that would be yeah. a reasonable assumption okay. oh okay basic covering your tracks and confidence yeah. is assumed yeah. you don't have to say yeah. you, first of all you don't have to say that you left the, the, that you closed the eye hole left it open or gently closed the secret door mm. behind you so that's fine mm. yeah and pass with that trace means that we're not leaving tracks behind exactly right so Really quick, footsteps are coming. It sounds like push people, to, people carrying stuff. Are you push to the balcony? Push to the balcony. I wouldn't mind having a look at who's doing what. I'd, like, just we'll go towards the balcony, but Hurst might just sort of hide. Well, here's the thing: most of you can go to the balcony if yeah. you like. However, somebody can stay behind and just kind of stealth peer around the corner. Whoever's coming down. Yeah. Who's that going to be? Sounds like Hurst is making a decent case for himself. Well, okay. I mean, if, if someone else with a better stealth than plus five wants to do it, I wouldn't say no. I, I just I want to know. It. Plus okay. five isn't the worst thing in the world, though. Like, you know, that's game as far as this goes. So Jez, though, wants to... I can do it if you don't want to do it. I, I just want to know what's happening. Yep. And um, both of you can stay there. That's fine. Uh, tomorrow's blessing on you, Mark. Uh, 25. And sorry, Jez, what was your total? Natural 20, so 28. Wow, okay. Oh, and then plus 10. 10. 38. 
38. That's perfect. That's not a problem. I hide behind Jess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what you can see is that the people coming are four robed cultists. So they are not dressed in the, you know, the armor and so forth. Uh, one of them in particular is not carrying the very, very large wooden box that the other three are, but is walking in front. And she is kind of a middle-aged woman. She's got blonde hair tied back in a tight ponytail and braided. And she's got a very stern expression. And she seems to be, you know, kind of ordering them to hurry up as they're carrying this gigantic wooden box. And they just straight up go downstairs. They just, they, if you wait and watch, they just walk out the, the entrance, they go down the spiraling stone stairs in the middle, presumably to go down to the temple to join in. Mm. Did we see the Stone of Galore? No. No. We haven't yet to see it. So this might be it, but it might also it might also not be real. There's every chance. Uh, no, I think we ascertained that this one was definitely real. Is that the cor- is that the correct? The Zentarum believe they have one, and the Castle Angels believe they have one, and there's a case to be made that there are four stones in play. Correct. Currently, apart from you, three other factions believe they hold one. You know that the Xanathar does. It's as real. Whether the Castellantas is the remaining one or whether the Zentarum one is the remaining one, you actually don't know. But one of them will be fake. Well, that's okay. I don't think we're going to assume that it's in a large box, though, because it's pretty small. Regardless, anyway, that's what that's what uh, you see. I sneak back. You sneak back. And rejoin the rest of the group. Okay. And tell them what I saw, which was, you know, inconclusive at this stage. All right, then. But so, pretty important people. Uh, so, in that case, then, you now uh, can very clearly see the balcony. Okay. Okay. And you can look down, you can see the temple and the, and the ritual taking place. Uh, at the present time, one of the cultists steps forward, mm-hmm. two of the golden armoured ones, and one of them removes their helmet, and the other one removes their helmet. The one on the right is a female elf. Uh, she's a wood elf. She's got you know, dark tan skin and dark brown hair. The one on the left is a uh, Tarami man, got a, sort of a shaved head, and just kind of sits there. Both of them sit there and look with a sort of blissful smiles on their faces. They take their masks off and they, uh, sorry, pardon me, their helmets off, and then they put them in front of them, and then they just kind of kneel down in front of the altar. Oh, uh, no. Grandma Death walks in front and then just sort of casually whips out mm-hmm. a golden curved dagger and just slices their throats and they do their best to remain living and conscious for the few seconds it takes for the sprayed arterial blood from their neck to fill as much as possible in their helmets before they slump down in a grisly death. Grandma Death then with a almost a condescending smile looking at the one on the right who managed to catch more of her blood than the man did and just sort of like "Mm, messy you know and just sort of (laughs) picks up the blood blood-filled helmets and walks over to the altar and then just pours the blood into the altar. The fire rages and you swear as the flames rise and lick around the statue, the statue itself actually just kind of, the mouth on it just grins ever so slightly. It's like you can see the stone morph, although it may be a trick of the eye. At this point, the door opens and this is to no one's surprise. She gives a casual look look up and look over as does Mamoros and then he sort of says, finally. And then the others walk forward. So there's one that seems to be in charge, this uh, this female pre- uh, sort of, I guess, not high priestess, because her robes aren't quite as beautiful as the one that Grandma Death is wearing. Probably a secondary priestess. Wanders forward and says, Apologies. Took some wrangling. There was some uh, some extra eyes on the peasant gathering. And Grandma Death just gives her a, a look of disdain and just points at the front of the altar. And they walk forward, and this large wooden box is there, and they pop the open box open, 
and you can see within lie four children. Four children in white robes. They were perfectly healthy, perfectly alive, but sleeping. Deeply sleeping. You assume drugged or magically. White robes, they look, you know, honestly, it's hard to tell. Judging by how, I guess, uh, slender they are, they're probably street urchins. They're not malnourished, but they're not, yeah. you know, the plump little noble kids, that's for sure. Uh, and then Mamoros very, very delicately starts to pick them up out of the out of the box and just line them up in front of the altar. Alright, so two things to establish first up. Everything that's going forward now as far as communication is sign language. If uh, if it's not sign language, then Mark and I have the ability to read lips. So if we're discussing anything, this is it. And I suppose second thing. First of all, can we see the eye of galore? Is it no. Not? You can't see it anyway. It is not present. At least not immediately visible. Unless it's on Grandma Death or, or Mamoros' hidden person. in person. some capacity, which would not be, you know, exactly. of. Alright, so, I imagine from the moment that the kids get revealed, we're going to have stuff to talk about, so <laughs> let's, let's do that fast. <laughs> he said we? looking very directly at me. Yes. So, they're, okay, these street urchins, urchins, they're not ours, are they? No. <laughs> Thank goodness! Okay. I feel like Tom would have mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, extra, I don't know, extra man. Extra pathos. <laughs> I... So fuck them, really. I mean, no. <laughs> Jesus, Tom. No. People are re- people are a renewable resource. It's fine. I think we've got to get in there, and then and then punch shit until kids no longer in danger. I don't know. We've got to get in there. What's the area of the room like in terms of feet? Uh, so it's at least a hundred feet long. Yeah. The actual statue bit is kind of separate to the main vaulted chamber, but not by very much. There's still an opening of a good thirty feet or so. Yeah. And uh, as mentioned, there are actually eight in total pillars that sort of support the main room throughout it. All right. In the in the case of just dis- go Samson on this and just knock out the pillars. In the case of uh, fireball dispersal, largest group that doesn't put the children at risk. Actually, honestly, fireball would work pretty perfectly on really? the on the on the guards because they are in effectively a little semicircle mm-hmm. and so you would be able to with with one fireball you would be able to target grandma death and six of the remaining eight armored cultists and actually sorry separate to that also you think in a few seconds the the robed cultists who are carrying yes. the box are going to yes. go back and join that semicircle as well so they'll actually probably be included in that also all right and and the other thing is that you've got Scope Spell. I do. Yes. Do you know what would be a good follow-up to Fireball? What? Another what? Fireball. Well, yes, also that. Which but fault? also Web. Yes, I couldn't agree more with that. I know. That, that actually, <laughs> actually if you Web cool. first... No, no, no Web's no, a Fireball. Yeah. yeah, except for the Web. Metering this a bit, though. Sorry. Um, also, uh, my spiders aren't affected by web. That's very good. So they can just get in there, start right. biting mother effers. Yeah, and while I hear the absolute thing for um, the meta, I want to make sure that everyone's up on what their things can do before we have in. Yeah, That's very yeah, true. Yeah, and you yeah, can yeah, communicate yeah. briskly to each other using sign language. As I, oh, imagine. Yeah. I imagine Hurst's sign language is basically a bit slowed at the moment because he's kind of shaking with rage. All right, yes. last thing. We are 40 feet up. If we want to get in there and mm. do stuff, then we're reliant upon Izzy's levitate. Or you can. Jump, but it'll be 3d6 can't. damage. Or Featherfall, no, sorry. we have Featherfall. That's what I mean. I have, yeah. Featherfall so. then is what we're talking about. It's an important distinction. So, if you wanted to jump to the attack, you can say, we, we do stuff, and then that yeah. will be you having surprise, yeah. and we'll start the first round of combat. Alright, so for the in-game purposes, Fireball. That'll start things off. <laughs> Crossbow. For the podcast listener, <laughs> Ryle has pointed in order to Izzy 
Hurst and the Nick. I feel like regular listeners of the podcast know our areas of uh, individual ability for sure. Well, no, well, that's a good thing about surprise rounds, not, not surprise rounds, but having surprise is you don't need to plan out too much beforehand. If you have surprise, you have surprise and then you re-roll yep. initiative yeah. and whoever goes first can do it and whoever, and not everyone has to preemptively decide what they're going to do. Yeah. Right. So let's do it. Initiative. Okay. They, I will tell you that, yeah, they are all distracted. Your stealth checks have been stellar. So they, you will have surprise. Well, this will be fine, I'm sure. 21. They will have... They will have been surprised. 17. Perfect. And Ben? Nine. And Nadia? 15. Jez? Youth. And Mark? Six. Nick, you're up first. I will shoot from the balcony because I has... Why not? Definitely I will shoot. Advantage and yeah. uh, whom, whom are you targeting? Whoms, um, whoms do you kill? I shall start with Grandma Death, I think. Good, good, um, good choice. Because trying to go non-lethal, so I'll, be, I'll sort of use Fallon Blunts towards the... I'll use magical Fallon Blunts, I guess, towards the end. But for now, I'll start off by doing a bit of chunk of damage to her and uh, drop the ritual. She cannot even cast shield because she can't take reactions because she's surprised. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. 20 to hit? Yes, Probably that'll, yes. That'll definitely do it. And then <laughs> surprise. Really, Grandma Death not wearing heavy plate armor? What? So strange. What? So strange. It's a poor roll though. It's yeah, a great. seven plus a three at sixteen damage. Okay, so a lot of things happen at once. Oh, Actually, no. re- really, just one thing because her contingency spell goes off, which is teleport, and so the arrow the arrow does hit her yeah. and it hurts her, and she screams and looks up in anger and alarm, and then you can see a split second in her brain as to whether she wants to enact this teleport and decides actually probably Wait. probably oh. yeah because you can't teleport out or into this place, Leave but you can teleport away. within it, it. Yeah. like to say the front door, which you presume that's where she goes. Or maybe there's a secret chamber in here she's hiding in. Who knows? The point is, that happens, she disappears. Uh, and you can tell Izzy, with your arcane knowledge, yes. she's not casting teleport. It is the contingency spell with the self-affecting spell yes. chosen being teleport yep. that is enacted. So, like, condition is... When I take damage, damage, when I take damage teleport. teleport. Or when it, it, I take it, it, damage, popular one, polymorph T-Rex. You know, whatever. So cool. she's she's gone with... <gasps> can yes, I do that? When you're high enough level, you can. Can I do that? Can, can her do that? <laughs> not yet. Shit! Can, can we both do that? <gasps> Okay. T-Rex squad. <laughs> anyway, that happens. That is a good turn. Nick, are you moving or just... I don't bonus action. Perfect. Which is simply just ducking back behind the balcony. Yeah, from this balcony. That's Because they... No one else will have seen it. She would have looked, but everyone else will be completely unaware. The balcony is wide enough. You will always have facility to yeah. move enough and then pop up enough. So it would be their turn now, ten. but they are surprised. Uh, something ridiculous. Just for next round to let you know, it would actually yeah. be their turn now, but they, they don't act because they're surprised. Yeah. It is then going to be Izzy's turn. Excellent. I'd like to cast Fireball. Please do. I'm making a reflex save, I believe. Are you happy with one roll for all? Uh, yeah, I'm happy with that. Well, good, because they fail. Okay, so basically, uh, when Izzy casts a spell, they use Sculpt spell. Oh, good. So you don't need to though. Save your. No, no, no. Hold on. Okay. Because what we want to do, we want to. I don't want to obliterate the four street urchins down there. Oh no no. And the and the and um, Mamros. No, so need him. To be clear, you you the best use of this is is to actually just target the four robed cultists. Oh. Sorry, pardon me. You can't if you're doing it now. The four robed robed cultists will be out of the fray. Correct. But you can target the uh, eight remaining armored ones. Yes. Oh, yeah. And you well, can do actually, that. Yeah, I can you do can, that. You can do that without targeting anybody else, including the urchins. Excellent. Okay, I'll do that then. I mean, look, you can. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they, on the other hand, they need the urchins for the ritual. No urchins, no ritual. Well, I feel like we've possibly like we already disrupted their ritual with yeah. what with the not one hundred people dying or ninety nine people dying. Ninety nine. Yeah. Ninety nine. That's good. No, that's fair. I never forget. Yeah. They have no idea that that's going to fail. I mean, if we save ninety nine but take out four urchins, we're still at plus ninety five. 
because midnight Wait, suddenly oh. evil. Midnight yeah, suddenly <laughs> midnight approaches, yeah. so yes. they actually have no idea that that they whole have, plan yeah. is gone. And you know what they say in the midnight hour? I can feel your power. Oh, oh my, my god. god, Izzy, what do you what damage <laughs> what damage am I taking full of? Okay, bear with me a moment. Thirty-two points of damage. You obliterate all eight of them. Their golden armor melts into their charred corpses, and they all plummet. They all plop down to the ground unceremoniously, as this eruption of flame briefly lights up even the very roof of this vaulted chamber. Now it is going to be Jez's turn. Um, There is chaos down there. Yeah, without a doubt. So, something to consider for future reference, whether or not this is something that we want to do now. We've still got one charge from the fireball necklace (laughs) that we haven't (laughs) used. Just by the way, I've been holding on to that this entire time. Oh, yeah. So... We didn't use that before? No. no. We still got one. We still okay. got one. So is there a way for me to, to do this? To throw... Well, of course you can. Yeah, without targeting, oh. without collateral damage. Now, here's what I'll say. Yes, but you would have to choose to either target... Mamoros and the four robe cultists mm-hmm. or actually no you can so you can get the four robe cultists including the one that looks a bit more important than the other three mm-hmm. that, that main woman but not Mamoros as well so you can because they're, they're, on, they're on opposite sides of the children yeah, so you, can, so you can either get Mamoros by himself which actually might nope. be a bad idea or you can get the cultists but not both together without targeting the kids no yeah. I think we go for mass number of people so I yeah. guess I do that what do I need to do I need to roll for well, that? You to what roll 10d6, but I am also going to have you roll a ranged attack. Now, you only need to get DC 10, an armor class of 10, just to get in the, the zone. So I'm just using my attack bonus from my crossbow as an example? Yes. Or? Yes, it's not magical, so yeah, it'll be exactly the same. 23. Okay, you perfectly hit the ground, but they, they make their save. Oh no. Whoa. So it'll be half. What's half of 47? Uh, branding 23. 23. It'll be 23. 23? Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, boom. Once again, the fireball erupts. Now, a large number of them, after the first fireball went off, just their reflexes already have them kind of trying to hit the deck. And so, I will tell you that what happens is essentially the mo- three of the four cultists are, once again, just burnt into charred skeletons. They plummet down to the ground, still smoking. The main woman, she is very hurt, but she's not dead. She's still up and about. Lyle, right. go Lyle. Yes, indeed. All right, so I'll be dropping uh, past without trace, and I'll be casting Bless on Jez, Nick, and... Um, Hurst has got options. Hurst doesn't desperately need it. Well, the other half of the equation is, let me just see if I... Yeah, I might Hurst do is that. changing what he's doing anyway, so it's going to be right. more continual than cast... making throws. I'm going to cast Bless using a second level spell slot. Uh-huh. And that'll allow me to uh, target, uh, include myself, oh, sorry, include myself and Izzy. So it should be three adventurers, one plus one for the second spell slot. So everyone is getting, with the exception of Hurst, everyone is getting 1d4. And is that the end of your turn? Uh, that will be the end of my turn, yes. Hurst. Okay, well, Hurst doesn't need to web things anymore. As it turns out, that little problem has been taken care of. So, Tom. Yes, sir. You mentioned that, uh, what's his face? Manos. Man- Manos. Manos, the hand of fate. Mm. Uh, Manos, the destroyer. Yes. Uh, Memnoth, the devil. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got to do something that's not concentration, otherwise I have to get rid of my spiders, and I actually could really use some spiders right now. You throw the spiders at him? Gosh. Uh, no, well, the, throw, the spiders are going to... Please give me that image, that's what I mean. <laughs> the spiders are going to throw something. They go next. This isn't a sex thing, but I am going to cast Erupting Earth. Is Mamoros making a saving throw, or...? Yes, it is has it... a range of 120 feet. He is a 20-foot cube centred on basically 
him. I'm going to tell you once again to not target the kids. It'll be the remaining cultist woman who's pretty badly wounded, or or him, but not both. Yep, him. Now, what 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 is the save, please? Uh, Dex. He fails. How's that Dex saving throw in golden armor? Not great. So three d twelve bludgeoning damage. Uh, so that's sixteen damage. Okay. The ground is all around him. Difficult mm-hmm. terrain. Is now difficult terrain. Mm-hmm. Uh, he stays on his feet, I believe. Yep, he stays on his feet. Okay, so that's Hurst's action. Uh, now it is Hurst's spider's action. They're both going to make a ranged weapon attack. They're both going to move across the roof to get closer so they can get within range. Okay. Is the roof especially higher than the balcony? Or the it, wall? It, it it's about it, it's about twenty feet above the balcony, but they can but they can climb down. It, it can be yeah, it can be along the wall. Sideways. Yeah. yeah, they can go so they can go whatever way they want. Uh, each spider is going to shoot web at its butt at each of the of the two people that are still here. There are only two. Uh, so, uh, sorry, what is his actual name? Manoros? Yeah. Mamoros. Mamoros. 20 to hit? Uh, that will hit, yes, correct. And leader lady? Is eleven to hit? Okay. So what's happening with that? Does that hit? Does eleven hit her? D- no. Sorry. 13. Okay. Spider misses. But the black guard is restrained. Excellent. So he can get out as his action with a DC twelve strength check. Okay. The webbing can also be attacked. It's got an AC of ten and five HP. Yeah. Is that your turn? Yes. That is everything. Great. So now it I is will uh, pop up attack with advantage at Manos. No, at her, the lady. Okay. Yeah. Because she's unrestrained. I'll finish her off. Um. That is a twenty to hit yes which you told me does hit yes I then roll my damage which is uh, a much better roll probably wasted on her 24 wow okay so she's dead as a door now your crossbow bolt goes through her throat she falls down to the ground stone cold dead and then I will hide hiding at 20 20 you say yep Okay, that's Good it. Stuff. Done. Fantastic. Is this going to be a tough sell to the Castle Enters? Okay, look, we killed a lot of your friends, but your kids are safe. You, they asked us to save our kids by any means necessary. Yeah. Gestures around room at bodies. I mean, I imagine that the act of saving <laughs> their kids probably isn't going to be be putting them in uh, Asmodeus's good books anyway. And frankly, knowing that they deal with devil contracts all the time, they should know to be careful about wording. I have no sympathy for them. So he is going to draw Turn forth a dagger from his belt mm-hmm. and is going to aim it at the children oh, wow. readying and say come down let's talk Ooh. you are you them also Bagaduth. and he what? speaks out an arcane word and all of a sudden next to the charred corpses sort of in the middle of the chamber bursting out of black flame there's a flash of the fire in front of the altar uh-huh. and then there is an eruption of flame in the center of the chamber and an enormous bone devil appears oh, bone, cool. bone devil are these gaunt, gargoyle-looking, twisted creatures with bone-white flesh and uh, obviously many, many protrusions and sort of spines that run down their back. They have strange, almost dragonfly-like insect wings that come out the back and they have an enormous bony-like, effectively like a scorpion tail with a huge stinger on the back of it. It's definitely a bone theme then. Most certainly, yes. Mm. It has a horrible grimacing face and a kind of... Maybe they'll be reasonable. Hold. And that's uh, that's his turn. He just looks at you all and says, your move. It's very impressive of him to be able to threaten the children while still kind of web like. I imagine the knife is not as far from. No, it's like as far towards the kids. Disadvantage. As he wants to be. Yeah. Definitely, you know, preparing for the disadvantage, but to be fr- like to, to be frank. Also prone target, so it cancels out. Maybe we can shift him around. I here. guess he's betting on you not wanting to risk it. Mm. That the first <laughs> the first night. <laughs> oh my god. He's betting that Hurst isn't <laughs> furious with him. Is he? Fiddle dee dee. Indeed. Ah. <laughs> uh, do you 
have a spell like old person or something that can push him around. Hey! Yeah, you just need to move him. You move the actually no even easier. Now he is yeah, he is. He's restrained. He is ready. It will be hard to shift him. Shifting the kids. And I'm not I'm not being silly now anymore. But if you're able to shift them somehow, even just a couple of feet, like with an earth spell or something, I mean, they might get a little knocked around, but they're limp. They're unconscious. They're probably and they're in a box. If you can like shift the box. Honestly, how far away am I? So at the present time, maybe maybe about eighty feet. I did have an idea, but I'm but Izzy's too far away. Um, because I want to take away his action. Sure. Can I move up to 60, uh, 60 feet away from him? If you further fall down. Yeah. Really? How high is that balcony? 40, so, it's, 40 it's, feet. so it's 40 feet up and he's right down towards the end. So you, you're actually probably mm. about 70 feet away. He's giving us a chance to get closer to him. Truth. Yeah, he's yeah. literally asking you to come down and talk. He could just be stalling for time, thinking that maybe Grandma Death will recoup and yeah. get help and come back or whatever. Alright, fuck it. I'll cast Fall on everyone. Okay, that's cool. So he was readying to do something if he got attacked, which uh-huh. you have not triggered, so nothing happens. I, yeah, I have an idea, but I can save it for another turn. That's fine. So you cast a spell on everyone, which yep. is Featherfall. Yep. That is then going to be Jez's turn. Which, to be fair, he probably wouldn't be able to see, because joking aside, he can't see you over the balcony railing. I am very small, yes, but I had to do something. No, 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 I'm, <laughs> no, I'm saying he no, can't no, no. see you doing that something. No. You, you now have Featherfall cast on you. It is now Jez's turn. Okay, so... Anything I do is going to trigger that action. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to maybe just try to actually engage with him. So uh, I'm just going to say, maybe somebody can do something in the meantime. Just going to say, all right, we'll talk. Are you going to jump down? No, I'm just going to stay, stay up, up here. Okay, Lyle. Quick question, there was a bone devil, did you say that got summoned? Yes. So not strictly speaking undead? Not undead, no a devil. A powerful one, you you would know, but not necessarily unbeatable. It would be, no, a, tough, no, no, no. be a tough challenge, but not insurmountable. Yep, all good. Step up from a bearded devil, that's for sure. Okay, Featherfall's duration of a minute. I'm taking advantage, and I will go down. Okay, you float down. Are you going to say anything or do anything else? Floating down, and then, yes, all right. What do you have to say? Sounds good. And then that is going to be Hurst's turn. Uh, Hurst will move down. Occurred to me not to tell you what to do or anything, but your spiders are down there already, aren't they? Not quite, but... They're, on, they're on the wall, sort yes. of ceiling above him. Take the kids away. <laughs> Well, he's, I mean... That's not an attack on him. I mean, it depends on... That depends on, like, how closely Tom wants to play the rules of... I, I play the ready action pretty tight. If you if your spiders uh, run in and snatch and retrieve the kids, mm-hmm. that won't trigger his... Technically, won't, won't trigger his self-preservation defense thing. Mm-hmm. In fact, they're in a box still. Mm-hmm. If the spiders can just get out and just flip over the box, like the kids will get a, a, a little jostled, but they're not going to be hurt. And then he cannot throw a knife through a box. I don't With, care how badass he is. Without metagaming it, but in a, in, maybe even in a way that's not metagaming it, these spiders are not hit. They're not real. No, they will. They will not die as we understand it. No, they're spirits that have manifested to help yes. you. They are literally there to be your druidic servants. They're, they're part of their job description is to die for you if required. They don't have to flip over the box. Yeah, so it's the same. They get between the box and him. Mm-hmm. Cover them. Yeah, they are covering yeah. them with their hit points. Yeah. That's that's true. If they if they're big spiders, if they if they just climb in the box on top, yeah. then they will have they will give the kids total cover. Meat shield. And oh God, we can we can sort of justify it in game by saying that like Hurst notices that his attention is focused on us yeah. more than the spiders which are on the walls and stuff. That's very true. Right. So Hurst will when it's their turn, which is technically next. But what are you doing? 
order the spiders to cover him. I think to give them time to do that, because it would take time, mm-hmm. Hurst will float down. No, no, that'll be their turn. All they need to do is just get to... Double movement. We'll yeah. Do so yeah. Double, move, move down, yeah. move, move two box, yeah. including including climb on top of box. And then the so, children will be snugly asleep in a box covered by giant spiders. Okay, yes. you know what? I was all happy about this, <laughs> and so you had to add that level of detail. But so, yes. thank you. Just to give them... But basically, that will take time in between... Hearst's turn and their turn, so Hearst will distract the uh, blacker. So he'll float down okay. and move forward and just say, well, I'm not surprised to find you here uh, fattening up the innocence of your slaughter. It seems to be your only real skill. I am surprised, however, that you seem to be not focused on your own self-preservation. Very good. Top of the round, Nick Lock. He, right. he, he just grins so, at you. Seeing the spiders yeah, cover spiders the kids, up. I'll just attack him. I'll just pop up. Shoot. So they sort of... Okay, so, so, he, is no longer so, he cri- so yeah, so he cries along when they scuttle over the kids, but, yeah. you know... With having the, been distracted. The way to, having been distracted, he looks, at you within, he looks at you smugly for a minute, Hurst, and then realises that he's largely undone. And 21. That will hit. He's a bit too snug. Uh, <laughs> armor class is 19 for him. He has a parry, but that won't affect fire range weapons, so great. Uh, uh, poultry 13 damage, unfortunately. No, that's okay. So he, I mean, in case it needed yeah. mentioning, he's very tough. So your crossbow bolt just sort of glances off his shoulder. He mostly, he tries to roll yes. with it. I roll for that. I'll then hide. I'll then duck back down in the balcony, run around a bit so he doesn't know exactly where up there I am. Sure. Uh, hiding at 16. Okay. So at that, at that point, it's their turn. So the he, frustrating though it is, he is going to have to use uh, his attack to sever to sever the cords and free himself which he will do uh, he's just had the spiders respit it on him yeah was it what, 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 what was that AC 10 5 hit points uh, yes yeah that's fine so with a, with, a, with, he, with a bellow of rage he just sweeps his uh, great sword which cuts him free from the webbing and then he oh he action and then moves so he, he'll do that and then he'll move up to where Lyle and Hurst are he gets about 20 feet away from you mm-hmm. charging forward you know uh, holding his great sword above his head tendrils of webbing still uh, which is good because it clearly means that he's now and that does of course take into account the difficult terrain that he's moving across and, oh okay yes. actually gets about 15 feet away from you then or 10 feet actually no sorry pardon me uh, only progresses towards you about uh, 15 feet <laughs> <laughs> just gonna cast thunder wave and send him back <laughs> so you could <laughs> just kite him clearly uh, ignoring the kid gamble for now yeah. so that's cool if the spiders want to stay there or even just one of them to keep that all tidy uh, that is then also the bone devil's turn yeah. the bone devil is actually going to fly up to the balcony and it's going to with this bzz, buzzing shit. It's such a strange sight, this twisted gargoyle, emaciated looking thing, but it has these gigantic dragonfly wings. It just soars with great speed through the uh, through the air over Hurst and Lyle's head and just plants down in the middle of where Jez and Izzy and, uh, and Nick are. I'm going to say that it's going to go for Nick first. Three attacks. Wow. So it's going to lash out at you with two claws mm-hmm. and then its stingy tail and it has a plus eight to hit. One of the claws sweeps at you and you just manage to duck under it, mm-hmm. uh, sliding across the ground, doing a quick... T- <laughs> you then do a quick tumble and roll as the second claw also misses you and tears mm-hmm. up a chunk, uh, scraping into the stone underneath your knees and then the tail is going to almost crit but doesn't, thankfully. Can- so first of all, the sting just... No, you can re-roll. Oh, great. I'll do that. We'll still hit. And again. Yeah. 16? Uh, I am 16. We'll still hit. He can re-roll one more time. Okay. <laughs> this seems important. A good thing to use this on. Misses! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, wow! So the tail. This is I don't know, some weird Sherlock Holmes calculating angles or something. No, it's just me rolling out of the webbing. Ha! 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 So you suck. 
you, you, you tumble and roll across the ground as the stinger just kind of sticks into the ground. You can see this black poison which is like burns into the stone like acid. And that is then its turn. So it seems very cool and yeah, normal. They're all they're all good, is he? Shit, 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 shit. Because <laughs> you now have a, a ten foot tall yes. wide armed bone demon in front of you. Devil, sorry. You know what? Which bot to the face? <laughs> And that's the devil? Or yes, him? the devil. Okay. It's not actually immune to lightning. At, Woo! Or even resistant to lightning. Good that's the one. That's the oh, one. That's yes. the one. That's the element. Good for devils. That hits. Great. 19 points of damage. Great. So the lightning crackles all over the bone devil and it screeches in agony and twists to turn att- attention to you now. Jez, your turn. Uh, Jez has one spell left and feels that... Using hideous laughter again may be relevant here. I feel like the hideous will really be relevant in this situation. Oh, yeah. This once might it, be... Uh, once it starts laughing. Yeah. Awful, it just sounds like bones grating together. Wow. Yeah, not immune to charm or anything yeah. like that. It has advantage so, on saving throws against magic, but that's even so. It's a wisdom saving throw for this one. It's not great at wisdom. Yeah. I mean, that's great. We can have advantage all you want when you're rolling negative one. You know? Okay. So you're casting that? Yeah. It fails. <laughs> So, Please so, describe. So what happens is, as it turns, it's rage and fury torn between Nick scrambling and rolling around on the <laughs> ground in front of him and Izzy, this gnome that's just hit him with a face full of lightning. It turns to you now as you start to speak arcane words and then it's just sort of like... <laughs> and just starts to cackle madly. It's actually a merry fellow. <laughs> well, really is <laughs> it is actually kind of creepy, to be perfectly honest with you. Started and, that way. <laughs> and Mamros just looks up with utter disgust and just kind of like, ah, like just like a vein bulges on his head. You're not going to need to kill him. He's going to have an, an epileptic. Fit Maybe he needs a, to get us an epileptic. Sorry, an, an aneurysm or something yeah. instead. Epileptic. Did a silent kill us. Yeah. Lyle, I'm going to be casting mirror image on myself. Perfect. And I'm moving. Uh, how far away am I from him? Uh, currently forty feet. 40 feet. I feel like I'm good there. I okay, agree. Because he's Hurst. still on difficult terrain. Hurst. Yeah. Um, Tom, how deep would you say we are? Uh, if you were to put a number to it in, oh, say feet. Wait, what? <laughs> how deep under the ground are we? Oh, I mean, over 100 feet. Like, you're, you're really far down. Yeah, so so yeah. You're, you're further down than you would think you'd need to be. Like, it actually goes down really far. Less than 300? Yes, that sounds good. It would be less than 300 uh, following a path up to the uh, house? Yes. We don't want everyone else to know that something else is going on down here, do we? We don't want to attract more attention, do we? Really don't. I will tell you that Thunderwave will not be heard because you're under like you're, you're yeah. in a bunker effectively right like it's I mean it, it is still sound they, they might expect some pretty weird sounds <laughs> coming from this place as well like yeah. who knows what they get up to here yeah. in the weekend exactly right I, but, I will say that you, oh, right. you'll be muffled enough that Thunderwave will not be heard never ever knows what they get up to on the weekends oh, yes. well I was just I was just thinking that like they judging I just remember that never never ember is um Keeping them occupied. Yes. Alright, so quick quick so are we going to be am I rolling a save? What's happening? Uh yeah, I'm gonna cast Thunderwave then. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna shift slightly so that the uh children the children children aren't yes. um, caught in it. I'm gonna cast it as a level three spell, so that's an extra two D eight. Awesome. Uh con saving throw, please. Uh he's good at con, very good, but he fails. Alright. Great work, you fucking blackguard of fearful infamy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so terrible. Roll, oh, I missed roll. Terrible at walking towards opponents. Rolled a yes. one, in fact. Hey. Surely that means he falls. I feel like God ro- rolled yep. a one when he made this guy. 
That's probably why he went to the devil. Yeah. Uh, that's 19 damage. Ear-shattering thunder wave echoes out, smashes him in the face. Some of his armor crinkles. One of the horns on his golden helmet just kind of snaps and bends backwards. As Darn, he is, eh? He is just blasted back. Uh, and screams out, I will end you! 10 feet. Yes. He's blasted back 10 feet. And then it is spider turns. Hey, one of them gets their web back and will immediately web him again. <laughs> of course. On the difficult terrain, having been blasted back. Uh, yeah, that's a 23. Okay, so, he, so he's webbed again. He's yeah. like, ah! <laughs> uh, is he just all veins now? He's His just, face like, is just ah! <laughs> Okay, so that's really funny. Okay, good. And then Tom the Randnick. So I'm still hidden from him. Yes. The bone devil sees me. So I will pop up and just shoot him. You know, it's like, oh, my sure. God. Never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 20 to hit. Tw- yes. That does yeah. just make it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the bone like, ha ha, is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a better roll. That is 10 plus 7 plus 4. Uh, 21 to hit. That'd be 21 damage. Good. As I shoot him. Yeah, so the crossbow bolt fuds deep into his upper ribs now, and mm-hmm. he really doubles over in pain. That is then going to be. No, not- um, no. I'm also going to disengage as a bonus action oh, yeah, from cool. the bone devil, which is basically once again sort of. This is me just rolling off the balcony. Sure. Rolling between his legs and off. Off the balcony. Flinging myself out into space. Great. And then I'll just sort of. I know, float, I guess. <laughs> Feather falling. Feather falling. You like, fall down. Super gracefully, like an angel descending. <laughs> of course. Drawing my crossbow at him. You feather fall down to the ground. That is then going to be their turn. So, can you help me out, Jez, or anyone who knows? When it comes to hideous laughter, is it just for X? Ex- Do you get to make a save again on your turn, or no? Uh, so, uh, so a creature with intelligence. At the end of its turn, each time it takes, uh, and each time it takes damage, the target can make another wisdom saving throw. Okay. Target has advantage on the saving throw if it's triggered by damaged. It already has a- it ends. Okay. It, it already has advantage because it's a devil. So, but having said that though it has to be at the end of its turn so it misses a turn of acting which is very very good it will make its save this time that is going to be then so for his turn he's webbed again <laughs> so he so he is going to still not in melee range of anyone so he's going to use his action to cut himself free again Okay, so really pissed off now. He just gets his sword and just with this offhanded, almost casual air, just sort of like, ah, like whips down. And we'll say that like his blade like actually hits himself in his uh, in his gauntleted feet and it bounces back up, smacks himself in the head, doesn't cut through the webbing bonds. If anything, wow. he's more tangled up now. He's all wrapped around and um, just really looks mad. He's not, he's not having a good day. And then that's going to be uh, Izzy's turn. We probably okay. don't need to Excellent. fight him at this point. Just gonna <laughs> oh my god. It's a dive shame. Yeah. Okay, that's gonna be another 2d12 damage. Oh good, yes. Yep. Uh, 19 points of damage. Oh, yeah, so once again, the Bone Devil now uh, continues to have a lightning crackle all around its face. Uh, it just kind of... <laughs> now that it's not laughing anymore, it uh, just looks angry again. And that's uh, Jez. Still got the Bone Devil in front. Yeah, he just took another face full of lightning. Yeah. I... Don't worry about loser on the ground. Can <laughs> <laughs> I hide? No, not from the Bone Devil. Okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I mean, so to explain why I'm just being like, no, fuck you. It's you're on the balcony. It's an open balcony. Yeah, yeah. It has dark vision anyway. There's literally nothing to hide behind. Up okay, here. all right, that's fine. Uh, so she is going to use the dagger mm-hmm. and just have a smack. Mm-hmm. Seventeen. Yep. So the armor class is nineteen. Okay. Damn. But you have inspiration. You re- re- re-roll. Nope. 
Nope. <laughs> okay, so you lash out with your magical poison dagger, and it, it just clacks off its hardened, sort of almost chitinous, uh, bony exterior. That is then going to be Lyle's turn. Lyle's going to use Sacred Flame on Memoros. Okay. Good he choice. has to make a dexterity saving throw or take 2d8 radiant damage. Yeah, he's not a he's not a Viking with dexterity saving throws. He Weirdly, fails. though, he doesn't get disadvantage. He fails. That's Despite being restrained, you would think that yeah, would absolutely no, be a thing. Yeah, but then it's then it's paralyzed, and I suppose I can paralyze him. Yeah, no, I just have to have my spider's bite. Thirteen damage. So the sacred flame shoots across, smashes him in the face, nice. uh, burns the left half of his cheek. He just bellows out in pain and ang- angry and fury once more. You have no conception of whom you are fucking with. Um, Do you mean anyone? Oh. <laughs> Hurst just kind of points to the statue. Black <laughs> you mean him? The very wrath of hell will come down upon you. Yeah, can we watch the language in front of the children, please? <laughs> <laughs> you, you've actually yet, as a group, failed to hurt any of us. That is... <laughs> He's very sensitive, Nick. Don't bring that up. Hurst. I'm definitely bringing that up. Seriously, what is it? Like, 15 cultists, the bone devil, grandma, death, and him, and we actually are all still on full hit points. That is amazing. I cannot believe how... Mind you, bone, you know, grandma, death... Yet still getting the wings. Yeah, yeah, but you know, just generally, if I'm trying to taunt him, like yeah. the entire cult of Asmodeus, and it's a solid burn. <laughs> now, should I just do a slightly less effective thunder wave? Definitely like killing this. him at this point. Well, I mean, it's thunder damage. I'm sure we can na- narrative good. a way that like. Basically, a wall of force doesn't outright kill him. Yeah. Magic, magic, unfortunately, is pretty potent. Like it's kind of hard. I'm does. switching to fouling blunts at this point. Yeah, it's gonna have to be, you know. Okay. Mm. So, uh, Hurst hasn't done this one in a while. Well, actually, no, we did, uh, he did it last week. So he generates the old thorny vine. Yep. And snakes it out towards the blackguard. Okay. Uh, it is uh, melee spell attack. Right. 17? Uh, no. His armor class is, in fact, uh, 19. No failure. Yes. A minor enchantment, plus one full plate armor. Done. That's fair enough. Okay. Uh, actually... Are you moving as well, or staying there? Uh, I'm going to stay on the other side of the difficult terrain to him. Great. And spiders? Yeah, spiders... I am going to actually... Well, firstly, let's see if one of their... Webs come back. Webs come back. Uh, they both do, <laughs> but he's already restrained, and I don't think doubling up has any effect. No. No. So we'll hold off on that. Having said that, uh, I feel like he's more concentrating on us now and has forgotten about the kids. Yes. So the spiders are going to close in on him. Sounds good. So they, they can run up and attack him? Uh, so they're both going to make a bite attack. Uh, that's definitely going to miss. That's definitely going to miss as well. So their fangs just kind of sink into the metal on yeah. his full plate armor and just don't pierce through. You can see the venom dripping down. Oh, wait. No, one of them misses, because advantage. Uh, yes, correct. Okay. So that was two rolls for one. Right. The other one, let's see if we can crit. No, nope, the other one hits. Okay, there you go. Uh, it does DC 11 con saving throw, please, Tom. Okay. So... Not well. No, really, you roll another one. <laughs> Stupid dice roller. It's like one, 15, two, one. Yeah, yeah, so that's... Okay, so to start off with, he takes 11 piercing damage because I rolled an 8 on my 1d8. Okay. Uh, and now... He takes nine poison damage, or I can roll... Now, it says nine or 2d8. So, average, if it's a GM thing... Um, so, do I roll the 2d8, or would you prefer me just to average just, it? Just, just nine. Just yeah, he, okay, he takes up. nine poison damage. That is pretty crazy. So, basically, yeah, once again, one of the spiders just manages to sink one fang in the gap of the armor behind his knee. And you can see his leg tremble and buckle, and he leans over and looks sickly. Fantastic. So, top of the round, Nick. I will pull out a Fallon Blunt. 
Um, that is a mere 17 to hit, which will actually miss. So I will use my inspiration, which I've not yet used, to, to re-roll. That's right, you just used your lucky. Sorry. Make you re-roll. Yep. Yeah, but he is rolling with advantage. No, miss. The Foundling Blunt just breaks on his armor, essentially. It hits him, but just, mm. you know, doesn't quite penetrate. With his turn, he is going to... Now, he has two spiders in melee range. Yes, yes. Okay. two spiders in melee range. He is still so restrained. He's still restrained. Okay, so with his three attacks, he is going to... First of all, first of all, he's going to go for the web. Fuck off. Look. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's... A three, a one, and a Just one in your last three rolls. Look at my look at my dice roller to prove it. But yeah, he he legit rolled a one again, so he misses the web. <laughs> And then just his second attack, he's gonna go for the web again, and this time will hit. And Finally, just yeah, average just damage will slice through the will slice through the web. With his one attack remaining, he's going to go for you know what? So he is going to call upon the dark powers of the of the hellish, and he's going to actually use a smite on the spider because he is just that fucking fed up with everything. Um, his sword crackles with black and red flame, and he goes to descend and bring it down. What's the spider's AC? Uh, low. Mm. And what are the spider's hit points? Uh, also low. AC is 14. Okay. Uh, hit points are 26. Oh, okay. So the spider actually is alive. Hey! <laughs> so the spider has... Uh, so it's 18 damage. Yes. And so the spider has... 10... Yep. Eight, 8 points left. 8 hit points left. Yep. So he brings what his sword down... <laughs> Red flame explodes everywhere. The spider is cut into, but is not dead. That is then going to be the Burning Devil's turn. So the Burning Devil is now no longer hideously laughing and is free and able to act. Who is left on the balcony? Jez and Izzy, I believe. Lucky Jez. Jez, you're going to get it in the face. So, <laughs> Ew. charging forward, the first claw, what, what your armor class is now? Uh, 15. 15. The first claw is going to decidedly hit you for 8 damage. The second claw is going to decidedly hit you for eight damage. And the most importantly here, the tail is going to decidedly hit you for, oh my. So 13 and then 17. Oh wow. That's the big one. Well, I'm down. Yeah, so you're down. The the second thing doesn't, yeah, I'm already down at 13. Okay, so. To describe this, it runs forward, it slashes you, you, you mostly block, but you kind of smash your own hand into your face just from the power of this thing's sweeping claws. The second claw comes up and tears a little bit into your side, cutting through your leather armor like butter, and you feel a slash of burning fire across your ribs, and then before you know it, you are stuck in the back of the thigh as its scorpion-like tail goes right around the back and kind of enters in just below your butt, and uh, pumps you full of poison, and the last thing you see is its grinning malevolent face as you fall into death. That is, is a problem. Is Jez poisoned now? Uh, yeah. Yes. So what that means poisoned is... Down. Poisoned and down is a bad combination. Yeah, exactly so. So Jez saves straight away? Not yet. Or next one? Next, uh, at, the, at the end of your next turn. Mm. So, the, but yeah, she looks bad, is he? She's like, because she, you know, falling under by poison. Yeah. And she's just you're sort of already bloating and frothing at the mouth. And then that is going to be is his turn. Okay. I am going to blast it in the face. Okay. Because I need to deal with that before I can get empty to... Empty your spell book all over its face. Oh, Mark, please. <laughs> this is a dignified profession. Indeed. 
and you and you use your action to maintain, right? Or is it a bonus action? Yeah, the spell ends if I use my action to do anything else. Okay. So okay. I just That's keep cool. blasting away. No, sounds um, good. Pick up the unconscious rose and jazz on its face. Oh my god. Stop. <laughs> Roll the damage, please. <laughs> 19 points of damage. Thank you so much. Lovely. Okay, so the lightning once again crackles all over its back and neck and it wrenches to the side, screaming in agony. That is then going to be Jez's turn. First death saving throw. Okay. Jez phones at the mouth. So, for this one, is it's just a d20 and you're rolling above or below 10. 10? Yep, exactly right. That is above. Oh. One, one tick. Lyle. All right, so this guy's still about 40 feet away yes. and is looking pretty wounded right now. I would say so, yes. I'll definitely say that he's, you know, bloodied. Bloodied. Uh, if it matters... The spiders, if they, especially if they reduce him to zero with their poison, it doesn't kill him, yeah. it paralyzes him. That's good to know. So if he's very close, we can maybe try and get, like, get the spiders and host of it if you want to focus on the devil. Well, but concern. it's up to you. I absolutely want to set this up for you, but also because you've got the dagger. Mm. But two things. One, I don't know about this condition at the moment. Good point. Uh, and two, being mindful of um, what Sacred Flame could do in terms of damage. All right, but we'll go for it anyway. Sacred Flame on uh, Amaros. Okay, sounds good. Is that a save? Dexterity. Dex. Dex, you not, not great, Dex. And I've been rolling wonderfully. It's a fail. Good. It's not a one, but it's it's a fail. That's 11 points of damage. Oh, yep. He's looking very wounded indeed. So, once again, divine flame and light descends upon him, and he bellows out in pain as though seeing his sins firsthand from the divine energy. Good. And that is going to be then Hurst's turn. He's looking quick, quite hurt. Quick question. Who's got the dagger again? Hurst. Yes. Okay, good. Hurst really wanted it. Hurst has beef with this guy. Apparently on multiple levels, which is fun. Yes. He killed my grandma. He killed my Mimo. He did yes. kill your Mimo. <sighs> I guess I just Thorn Whip again. Sounds good. Yeah, that'll do it. That's a hit. Great. No, we're not. Oh, oh wait. Are we fifth level? Jesus yes. Christ. Yes. Oh my God. It's extra 2D6. damage. 2d6. God, yes. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I was going to leave this open for you, Mark. Uh... <laughs> There we go. Thank you. Uh, uh, that's four damage to him. Okay, great. Uh, it, so your thorn whip just whacks across his, his cheek, giving him a, a slight cut under the eye. Uh, now, I could have the spiders web him again, but I feel... I don't know, because it's a ranged weapon, but it's still an attack. Maybe I'll just go for damage. Go for it. All right. But spiders will just attack him normally. Okay. Uh, now, to be clear, it's poison damage, which doesn't kill him if it reduces him to zero. It paralyzes, it, it paralyzes okay, him. Okay, if that's what it says. It great. specifically says he's stable but paralyzed. Perfect. For Sound, an hour. Sounds good. Uh, that's a hit. Great. Neat. Con saving throw, please, Tom. He will make that one. Uh, that's four physical damage from one spotter. The other one, uh, 20. That is a hit. Yes. Con saving throw, please. That will fail, in fact. All right. So he'd start off, he takes 11 physical damage. Okay. And that will very much hit him. 12 poison damage. Okay. That'll that'll actually do it. You So the, the spiders scuttle forward. One of them sinks in, but he kind of grits and the venom just kind of leaks down. The other one hits him in the neck. And the, you can see clearly as his face is half charred from being burnt, half sliced from your thorn whip, the spider's fang just goes directly into his neck and then he just sort of <coughs> coughs up and then plop falls down to the ground paralyzed great stuff that is then going to be top of the round next turn so I can see he's fallen down yes um, I'll take a shot at the bone daddy then and I have advantage because he's involved in combat with other people you don't have advantage but you have sneak, sneak attack sneak attack uh, nat 20 <laughs> nice wow it's amazing just chilling over here. Just chilling over here, saving my sister's life. Just rolling. I don't think he knows yet. I would have heard the shriek. 
Mr. Shriek, the oh, Shriek. Shriek. They're twins. He feels it. 12. 38 damage. 38. Wow. Okay. So that devil is severely, severely wounded. Let's shoot Indeed. him in the tail. So you shoot that devil. It strikes it right in the chest and you know staggers back and looks down at you with anger. Ooh, if it staggers back, that would be over the balcony. Maybe. No. Well, no. Shoot that away from you. Yeah. Got wings anyway. So it is then going to go all out and attack Izzy. Fuck. All right. What is your armor class, Izzy? Yeah, Join me on the floor, Izzy. Yeah, I was going to say... Yeah, that's, this is the thing that's going to happen. Eleven. Okay. Shield, shield, shield. Actually, yeah, yeah, I will... Oh, fuck, I'm going to have to give up Witch Bolt then. What is yes. it? Yes. <laughs> what, what is it with shield? Uh, it's a reaction. No, no, I mean, what, what is your AC so, with shield? Uh, plus five bonus. Yeah. Take it up to 16. Great, okay. So the first attack will miss with shield. Yes, I will cast shield then. Shield is go. Yes. Second attack will hit even with shield. That is eight God damage to you. Damn it. All right. The that's all right. That's okay. That's the okay. third attack definitely will hit you also. And so that is 13 plus 17. So Fuck. on that third one. I'm down. <laughs> Shit. So the claw, so the shield comes up. The second claw just smashes through the shield and then the tail just grazes your thigh. But the poison does its work. So it's 13 plus 17. So it's, it's 13 30. physical damage yep. and 17 poison damage. Crap! So with the mechanics of the death save, the 13 it's, would knock it down. It's, sim- it's simultaneous. It doesn't count. Yes. It doesn't count. It is a total. Once you're yeah. down, you don't continue to take damage. No, no, no he's, he's bringing up a point which I'm just explaining. So yeah. because the thought is, does it drop you and then. A death save? No. No, no, no. It's simultaneous. It's, it's like a sword that does fire damage. It yeah, does right. the fire damage and the physical damage at the same time. Then and does that count as an auto kill? No. If it's 30 all up. No. no. So, well, sorry, I mean, no. But that's 30 also, together. Also, 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 no. So there's a so weird intersection where neither Doesn't matter, I'm 33 anyway. Yeah, yeah, you are, but Izzy but, might but not Izzy, be. But Izzy, because that yeah. could potentially kill. So no, it's not, because okay. it's separate It's yeah. separate damage times. Yeah. So that's it's a, zero. It stops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zero, yeah, yeah and yeah. then yeah. additional damage takes you. So, you are, however, down. That is a I weird intersection of the rules then. Uh, no, it is. Should I roll a save? No, no, not yet. yet. Okay. Actually, sorry. Yeah, because now, now it's your turn. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Cool. Cool. Can we get it's some like... Fs in the comments for uh, Jazz right. and Izzy? That's fine. It's not being too hasty. Shut up. Uh, success on the first one. Okay, good. Fan, that's, that's a good start. Lyle. All right. Um, There's nothing important going on with Killed the Bad Guy. They've all probably yeah. got the demon well in hand. You just saw me critically shoot this idiot. Well, I do know that the demon's still up and in play. Yeah. Yeah. That much is clear. Very wounded, but still very much Alive? Yeah, alive. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I can see it? Yes. All right. One second. Do I... I was about 40 feet away from where Mamoros is, and I still have range of movement. It's 40 feet away. Yes. And I was then range to cast Sacred Flame. Yes, you are. Sweet. Yes. Then I will do that. Dexterity saving throw. Okay. It fails. Good. And I will then do this. Uh, that is 10 points of damage. Okay. Ooh. Is it radiant? It is. It is dead. Hey, hey. So... The radiant oh, damage hits God. it, it explodes in black flame. Now, we still have a problem. We, we still need to get to yes. these two fools on the yeah. roof. I mean, we're not getting Fools. back up that balcony anytime soon. Oh, you can It'll be a climb check, but you can do it. So, I need to do my de- next death save, I think. Yep. You, you, in fact, you do. So do that, please. Do we know that they're dying, though? No. Well, we yell out. In, in my turn, I'll probably oh, yell out to them. But I, was, I, was quite, I wasn't making fun of Jess before when I said I heard the shriek. I assumed that being stabbed would cause you to cry out in pain, which would oh. let me know something bad had happened. I mean, you hear the devil attack, you hear this... Ah, oh, That's what I meant by shriek. Yeah. I mean, I'll yeah. give you the benefit of the doubt there, but it's still very important we move quickly. Uh, her. Um, 
I think Hurst would go for the Blackguard. Yeah, absolutely. Because as far as you know, you've just seen the devil be destroyed. You know, right. everything's fine. We need, we need to get this done now. Yeah. yeah. So Hurst goes to the Blackguard without any hesitation because he knows, at the very least, Grandma Death is still potentially in play. Yeah. Without any hesitation, just finds a weak spot in the armor. Yes. Dagger out. Dagger out. And just as he's stabbing, he goes, this is for my grandparents, and just kills him. Fantastic. So... That happens, and a lot of things happen at once. Mm. So first of all, the dagger enters him. Mm -hmm. His body becomes wreathed in red and black fire, and then becomes utterly... You can, you can actually see what appears to be his essence, like his soul. Basically, just a transparent version of him mm-hmm. rises into the air and then is condensed down into what looks to be a vaguely mutated imp, like a strangely misshapen imp. Imagine if someone made an imp out of wax and then it m- half melted. Oh. And then it's like... <laughs> and then it's just this ethereal imp is just kind of sucked into now what appears to be this gigantic red ring of fire that emerges from the actual flames of the gigantic cauldron. And as that happens, he's just sucked into it and you can hear this ear-shattering, strange creature shriek. And then you notice that the statue itself, now no longer vaguely animated, is now entirely animated and just kind of sits down there and grins and says, Good. Thank you. And with that, the fire goes out. And actually, you're all largely in darkness, because that was the main source of light for this entire temple. Uh, Hearst does have dark vision. Um, oh my god. That's going to be then, we're still in rounds, yes. stuff, is, stuff is happening. Nick, your turn. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll call out. Because you, you can scramble. I can, but I probably, like, realistically, I wouldn't. That's fair. I would That's be fair. like, yeah. everyone's still alive. Now I had to come from the top, so then I would start moving. Okay, so you, having but, got no res- waiting well, a beat for the response, let's I would say then you, let's say that you've only got one movement. Then and I just you walk. Waited a couple of seconds. I'm basically going to walk towards the base of the wall. Sh- sounds good, and then that's going that's going to be easy. Okay, next save. And then Jez, so you may as well go ahead and do something there. Success. Good. Fail. Oh boy. Oh crap. What was yours? Success. Good. Okay, Lyle. All right. Uh, you're saying is it pitch darkness? No, it's. It, I mean, it's. There's enough little things like there's like there's like the little the little bit of flame from the torches in the in the hallway. Actually, yep. it's, I'll, I'll say it's dim light. All right. In that case, I'll use thaumaturgy to brighten that for a minute. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, making it not dim. Yes. All right. Just the balcony. So everything that's happening is going to be through the stairs. I see you climbing already. No, you see me walking to the base of the wall. All right. Fair enough. Because I was on the floor. I've got to walk to the base before I can climb. Yep. Understood. I've got no other way of being able to get there myself. All right. Making my way to uh, probably one of the two entrances to this place and listening for any approaching footsteps. Putting myself in a position to hide if anyone goes through the door that I might be able to get the drop on them. Hurst. By this point, Hurst has heard nothing from up top. Yes. And it is very obvious by now that Izzy and Jez are down. So, uh, so what he will do, because he can't get up there very quickly. They however, the the hall. however, he can move closer yeah. to within 60 feet of the balcony. He can then, on top of the balcony, summon a healing spirit. Oh, thank goodness, that's right. Which mm. can move 30 feet on its own. Yes. Oh, there we are. Bingo, Sally. And it will basically... So this little, like... He's acting very instinctively now because yes. he's worried that he's doomed his friends in his <laughs> haste for vengeance and no, is also no. um, doesn't like the fact that uh, Asmodeus thanked him. Yeah. Mm. That's made him uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
This is probably the first healing spirit he ever conjured, like, as a young tranny druid. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's a very small, like, wolf pup. Uh-huh. I remember from, yeah, because yeah. you've done this spell once before in the alleyway. Yeah. Where it was a wolf that just kind of nuzzled it yeah. to heal them. That's adorable. This little wolf pup just appears on top and, like, bounds over to whichever one of the two is closest. They were, they were both in melee range, so I guess that'd probably be, say, Jez, yeah? You just flip, flip a coin, is fine. Uh, so it go, it'll, this might make a difference. Yeah, odds or evens. Uh, odds. Jess. All right, so it goes to Jess mm-hmm. and begins to heal her. So it heals 1d6 hit points straight away. So you'll stay up. Yeah, you're conscious. Even so better. do I mm. roll a d6? Well, yeah, you roll a d6. Do it. What's it even has a wolf on wolf it, that head. guy. Yeah. Wolf had six. That's very perfect. appropriate. Indeed. So you wake up and you and you have a little glowing spirit wolf puppy kind of nuzzling you, which then, mm-hmm. doing its due diligence, of course, will will immediately run over to uh, to Izzy and do the same thing. Okay. So spiders out, are gone at this point. By the way, spiders are gone yes. out of combat. Thanks for listening to Shared Sagas. All music on the show is used under Creative Commons. Check the episode notes for full details.